Welcome to Intrepid Media, the show for the business professional. Here, we're going to talk about business topics such as leadership, sales, marketing, HR, innovation, strategy, and technology. But we're also going to riff about lifestyle too and help you look better, feel better, and live better. This show is everything the modern business professional needs, from the C-level executive to the millennial. So let's get on with the show. Good morning and welcome back to Intrepid Radio. I am your host, Todd Schnick. Going to be an important conversation today, yet another conversation around this idea of the importance of purpose. Now, we've had, as a fluke luck would have it, a series of conversations over the last several months coming from different perspectives around the idea and this, this concept of purpose and it's important towards business and, and life and, and dealing with talent and, and all of that. And this promises to be a very interesting conversation on yet another viewpoint on this subject. I think it's going to be a, a great conversation. I'm joined today by Paul Radoff. He is the author of a new book called Thriving in a Stakeholder World, Purpose as the New Competitive Advantage. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Todd. Pleasure to be here. Well, the pleasure's mine, Paul. I am so grateful that we finally got connected. Looking forward to this conversation. Before we get into a conversation around the new book, take a few quick seconds. Tell us a bit about you and your background and the work that you're out there doing. Okay, so I've been a management consultant for about 35 years, primarily in Southern California. And my business is focusing on building lasting companies that matter. And we do that by consulting specifically in the areas of what I call purposeful behavior, strategy development, and financial management. And at the present time, I I work with a a number of companies and also work on this new foundation that I've just started called uh, the Foundation for Purposeful Organizations, and that's how I spend my time. All right. Well, we're going to talk about that foundation uh, later on in the episode. So, so you heard my intro there, and no surprise to you, we interview an awful lot of business authors on this show, and we've done so for years. And so no surprise to you, Paul, that there's a lot of books out there, a lot of thought leadership on this idea of the importance of purpose. And so I know you know that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead off this conversation with this question, which is a question I ask all of my guests who have written on a subject that's that's, let's just say, I guess, popular if you search for the term in, say, Amazon, like leadership development or sales or marketing or management or how to manage talent, HR kind of stuff. We talk about a lot of people that have written something around that, an idea on those lines. So let me ask this question. So why did the world need another book about the power and importance of purpose? You know, I, I wondered that myself while <laughs> I was writing this book, uh, and it took me over 10 years to do that. Because during that time, there were just so many books that started to come out in that, in that subject. And actually, in my, in my book, I list them all. <laughs> there, are just so, there are just so many of them. I think, I think my book is a little different in the sense that I take a different perspective. I look at stakeholder theory, which is the relationship of all of these other organizations that impact or are impacted by an organi- a specific company. And I call that, by the way, that company's stakeholder world and seeing how that how do you manage that in today's world what i noticed over the past 15 years and 20 years is that there have been so many trends in in work and they're still going on that have shifted the the uh, influence and power of all of these different stakeholders out there whether they be local communities regulated bodies special interest groups 
employees, everything has shifted. Even even the area of, of available capital, because there is so much capital out there now. So we just live in a different world. In the past, there was only a two-stakeholder world. And now we face a very multifaceted stakeholder world with so many different conflicting requirements and demands on organizations. So, so the big issue for companies is how do I manage all of these stakeholders, from internal stakeholders like employees to external stakeholders like supply chain, customers, competitors, uh, local communities, regulating bodies, and special interest groups, and so forth. How do I, how do I manage all that? And I, I believe that management leadership has had a serious problem in dealing with that. You can tell that just by looking at the kinds of things organizations do today, how much emphasis they put on that, especially in the areas of the green movement and social issues, because they're always talking about that. Why? Because those are where the demands are coming from. That's because those interest groups are having an impact on these organizations. So they react to them one after the other. And I believe that that's not effective for organizations. Organizations would be far more effective and successful if they could just focus on what, why they're in business in the first place, getting clear what that is, having that be meaningful and important to all of those stakeholders, and then focusing on that. And I thought that's what we needed, a book that would address that issue. How do we manage stakeholder value in a very different, complex world? And then what are the practices an organization needs to take on in order to make that a reality for an organization? I think I understand exactly what you're saying. I mean, I, I think one of the confusing elements, I think, well, let me, let me stop there. I want to, there's a path I want to go down. I think it's important before we proceed on this, Paul, is to be sure that we're all clear on what, what is meant by the word purpose. Purpose is one of those words I fear. And I think this is part of the problem is that if you, like I, I live in downtown Chicago and I had a lunch meeting that required me to walk about a mile. And, and, and that, I tell you that story because I was passed by thousands of people that are probably stakeholders in some organization, certainly employees in some organization. And most of them looked unhappy. They looked bored. They looked like, oh, I have to go back to work. And, 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 I, and I was thinking, since I was looking ahead to our conversation, I said, I don't look like, it doesn't look like they're living in a purposeful kind of an environment. And, but I think if you were to line up 10 people and say, define purpose, I think you'd get 10 different answers, which is partly intriguing, but also I think part of the problem. So, so what, is, what does Paul Radoff mean by the word purpose? So purpose for me is a, and when I mean purpose, I'm really talking about a common purpose. So it's a purpose that is shared by everyone in that stakeholder world, or at least shared by the employees and leadership of an organization. And then it's a question of rolling and enrolling others in finding that meaningful and important to them as well. But what I mean by purpose, well, let's start with, like, what is not purpose? So purpose is not what you do. So if you're, like I have a client that's, that's in the crossing guard business. They provide school crossing guards. So they've thought of themselves as that's, what I, that's, that's our business, we're in the crossing guard business. But that's not your purpose. Your purpose is something else. It's like, why do we need crossing guards? So purpose basically asks the question or answers the question of what, you know, what problem am I solving? Why does this business need to be here in the first place? An organization exists only for one reason, to solve some problem. 
So what is that problem that you're solving? And then understanding that is very critical. And then that, can, that is your purpose. But then it's the question of, is that purpose meaningful and important to all of your stakeholders, especially those internal to the organization? So then it's the question of, how do I frame that purpose in a way that it becomes a common purpose for everybody, that everybody can be inspired by, and, and how it resonates with everybody, and they can get engaged in that, in, in that purpose. How do I get that to a point where it becomes meaningful and important to everybody? And, and the way to, to look at that is to see that every problem, every specific problem and solution, say a specific problem, is, is a problem that is in the way of some larger desired underlying condition in the world from being fulfilled. So it if this larger condition in the world is health, we all love and, f- and believe that health is important, and we want it for everybody. But there are lots of things in the way of having good health. So companies take on specific things, problems that are in the way of good health, and that becomes their purpose, to address that particular problem. But so often is that they don't necessarily relate that back to that underlying condition. So they get stuck in the weeds. They get stuck in a specific, very simple problem that may not be meaningful and important to everybody. But if they could somehow reframe that in a way that makes it more meaningful and important to all of those people, it'll be much more effective. So I mean, what I mean by purpose is a, is a common purpose that reflects a solution to a specific problem framed in a way that it's meaningful and important to all of its stakeholders. So let me take a stab at this using your crossing guard example. So if, mm-hmm. if, if, if I run a crossing guard company, and so mm-hmm. I guess in my example anyway, it's a company that, that staffs uh, crossing guards to various schools. <laughs> Correct. And, and so what I do, if I'm a crossing guard, what I do is I show up from at, at 3 p.m. And, and I stay on that intersection of that street until 5 p.m. And I walk out, hold up a stop sign in my reflective vest uh, so people can see me. And then I hold up a sign when, when children are, are crossing the street. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And if, if that's how I view my job, it, oh, God, I have to go out there at 3 o'clock. It's hot. Uh, or it's raining, or it's snowy, and these kids are loud, and they've got snot running down their nose. What a miserable existence this is for me. That's when you don't. That's when you hate your job. It, but if your purpose is, and tell me if I'm on the right path. If the purpose is, we protect our most valuable asset, our children. That is our mission. That's our purpose. Is that we keep our beautiful children safe. Well, if that's our purpose, then then I can get motivated to get up and, and get out there because my job is to keep children safe and I can get behind that. And if I'm investing in the company, I can get behind that. If I'm managing the staff, I can get behind that. If, if I have to transport crossing guards to, to various schools, I can get behind that job because our job, our purpose is to keep children safe. Am I on the right path? I mean, is, is that, am I, am, I, am I getting that right? Oh my God, it's unbelievable. It's uncanny. You picked it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that particular company went through a strategic planning process, and they looked into, like, why are we doing this? What, what motivated it? And they started looking at the past and how the company was formed because it's a, it's a family-run business. And what they realized is just what you came up with, is what their commitment is, is to keeping children safe. And 
And it changed so many things within that organization when they realized that. For example, they had this big problem about no-shows. In other words, people are only working for a couple of hours, and if they don't show up, it's not like you can find somebody and replace them right away. So they had this big problem. You know, these guards, and they have thousands of them all over the country, they wouldn't show up. And there'd be this no-show problem, and that would, of course, from the company standpoint, which really thinks of itself as a staffing company, right? That's the business model. It's just a staffing company. It's providing staff to all these local communities all over the country. So they look at it as lost revenue and possibly maybe a liability issue. But when they started digging into, like, why are we in business and coming up with their purpose of keeping children safe, they saw this problem very differently. It's now an issue of of putting children's lives in jeopardy. And, And they've approached this problem much differently going forward than they've had in the past. Oh, I was going to say, I just think of the re- how this how this impacts your recruiting, right? Because when you're sitting down with a potential crossing guard and you just know that this person's doing it for the for the paycheck and they don't really care, boom, then you don't hire them or you remove them if you be, if you understand that. I mean, this changes everything in terms of how you manage staff. And, and I mean, that's just game changing for that organization or an organization like that. And obviously, if you're listening to this, you can you can take the parallels to your own organization, which is the whole point here. Fascinating stuff. So obviously, Paul, I think the big issue in most organizations, I suspect, is the fact is that if you have if you're in stakeholder world and you have all these different stakeholders, external, internal. I think the common problem is is really twofold. One is there's often not a purpose, which is why you're rudderless and struggling but then I think the other issue is that there's conflicting purpose, and it's not a common purpose, as you as you say. And, and, and I think that's a very common tale in most organizations, certainly larger ones, yeah? Absolutely. But it goes further than that. You know, very few companies measure purpose. Like, how are we doing? How are we doing in keeping children safe? You know, are there any records of this? Well, it's a difficult problem to measure purpose, fulfillment of purpose. So organizations don't do it. They just don't do it. So it doesn't become real. If you're not measuring your performance, if people don't see that you're moving towards some kind of vision, like what would it look like in five years if we fulfilled our purpose? If children, what would it look like out there? And then let's measure that. How are we doing? If they don't do that, then it's not real within the organization. And it just becomes, you know, some kind of slogan. It's got to be more. It's got to be ingrained within the organization. It has to, there's got to be meat around it. There's got to be different practices that an organization takes on to keep it real. And one of them is measuring it. Others have to do with making sure that your strategies are aligned with it and that the actions you take are, are aligned with it. Because very often companies get in love, become in love with their business model and then they forget that that's not why they're in business. That's just to sustain the organization to accomplish their purpose. But it, they're not in the business for the business model. <laughs> and, but they fool themselves to think that. Like this staffing company, to give you another example around that, this, this staffing company had a big problem. What do you do? How do you entice an employee to only work two to three hours a day? I mean, what do I do the rest of the time? So it's hard to get you know, people that that you want to hire because you can't offer them full-time employment or enough hours in the day. So they were thinking before they, they realized what their purpose was, well, they thought of themselves as, okay, we're a staffing company. We do sort of like security guard work. Well, let's go look and see if we can 
you know, get into the security card business, and then we could then, you know, they can work a couple hours this shift, and then they can go to another shift uh, doing a warehouse security function. And that's the direction they were headed until they realized that that's not what they're up to. They're not a, that they were falling in love with their staffing company model. Mm. They were not paying attention to the fact that they're committed to changing, you know, to keeping children safe. That's how they were going to make a difference in the world. Oh. And, and as a result, they started looking at, okay, then how can we create more work for people, you know, for our employees inside of that model? And then what they realized is that there is this whole area of campus aides, uh, campus guards, and so forth, people that are trying to secure the location. So the security guards, I mean, the, uh, the crossing guards are external to the, to the campus, right? So they started looking at, well, let's look at the campus. Maybe we can provide some kind of support inside the school or on the, in the yards and so forth. And, and they've come up with new services that they can now offer in that area. But here, but they did that within the context of keeping children safe. Yeah, see, audience, if you're listening to this and you're paying attention and you read between the lines of that example of the crossing guard company saying, all right, well, how can we give our people more work? Let's have them do security at, say, a warehouse. If you if you think about that deeply and recognize it, most organizations go through that a very similar path, and 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 they feel like they need to be doing more, and so they, they keep adding complexity to the organization and the model and what they're trying to do, and and it's not it is not in alignment with what their ultimate purpose is, and that's why they go down these wayward paths and struggle and and lose their way. So, oh, gosh, what a what a great example <laughs> this crossing guard company. I mean, it's changing. It's changing everything in terms of how I'm thinking about purpose. So great example. So Paul Radoff and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. In today's workplace, business leaders face significant pressure to recruit and retain the best employees, to effectively build a team, to create a culture that is healthy, productive, and dynamic, and to empower their staff in managing stress and finding balance. And behind all those pressures is one goal, to strengthen and grow the business. And too many organizations struggle with this. Unlimited Coaching Solutions provides customized strategies and training to help reach your goals and take your teams to the next level. Call them today at 585-248-9322 or find them online at unlimitedcoaching.com. All right, I am back with Paul Radoff, author of a new book called Thriving in a Stakeholder World Purpose as the New Competitive Advantage. So, all right, Paul. So the crossing guard example is is actually a pretty simple one to understand. And the example is a good one. And even radio hosts like me can understand it and, and, and explain it. But it's not that easy for most organizations. And, you know, as I look out my window and I see thousands of, of high-rises in Chicago, there's a lot of organizations out there that, that haven't figured that out. It's easier said than done. And, and this is not an easy thing to do. And, and, and maintaining alignment with that purpose and developing strategy that is in alignment with your purpose, it's not, not easy to do. And that's why so many organizations struggle. So, so how do you instill purpose within an organization? I mean, how do you begin well, I think you have to first go through a purpose discovery process. So you have to actually discover what your purpose is. It's, and it's generally in the organization. So it's not like you have to bring it from the outside. It's there. You just have to uncover it. And then you have to frame it in a way that makes it meaningful and important to your stakeholder world. 
So an organization has to go through that process. So most organizations have a strategic planning team. They would take on that process, and that would be one of the first practices, one of the first things that they would do. They would also identify who their key stakeholders are. So like looking at all of the stakeholders that are out there, there are some that are more important than others. And they need to identify who they are because these are this company's future partners. Because your stakeholder world is where you have access to all the resources you will ever need. And you want to make sure that whatever purpose you have and come up with is meaningful and important to those key stakeholders. And if you have a purpose that's meaningful and important to your key stakeholders, the chances are it will be meaningful and important to all of your stakeholders. But especially the focus is on key stakeholders. And then there are practices that have to be taken on by an organization that communicates your purpose and your commitment to these other stakeholders, these key stakeholders, because they're going to be your future partners. You may not even know which ones they are at the moment, but there will be people out there that will be partnering in your business that will be critical for your business, and you want to enroll them in what you're up to because you're not just a company that has a mission statement or a purpose. You're a company that's on a mission. You know, you, you've, got, you've taken on this, this purpose that's meaningful and important to you. Well, meaningful and important means it has, you know, it's inspiring and it resonates, but important means it, it, there's action to be taken. You have to, you know, and so there's a sense of urgency around it. So it becomes an organization's mission, crusade. Matter of fact, I have a, I have a client in the produce business. I've had a client a number of years ago in the produce business. And they, they, they are a wholesaler of specialty fruits and vegetables. And they went through this process and figuring out, like, what their purpose was. And, and they came up with it was all around health. So th their desired underlying condition that they were concerned about was health. So what was important to them was diet. So Americans don't eat the right foods. And as a result, you know, they're not healthy and it's, and it's no fun. People, are, you know, just don't feel well. Whereas if they would eat the right foods, it would, it would change everything. So they created a, a, a tagline where they were committed to changing the way America eats fruits and vegetables. That's what they were committed to. And every, every initiative they took on, they considered it their crusade. So they, you know, they were serious. And everything they did was all about changing the way people ate fruits and vegetables, changing the way people were eating in, in America. And it's so funny because they would talk to their customers, you know, they would talk to a, you know, a retailer. And when you talk to a retailer, a retail chain, you know, you're talking to a buyer. So it's not another person you're talking about, and you're telling them that what they're committed to. And it turns out they're committed to the same thing. Yeah. So now you have this relationship that you didn't have before because you're both now crusaders. You're both on the same crusade, you know, changing the way America eats, creating healthier, healthier people in, in, in America. So it, it, it gives you a sense of urgency. When you, when you have a purpose, there, there you create a sense of urgency around it, and which, is, which is extremely powerful. So, Paul, I mean, another problem I think that is all too common is that someone says, okay, yeah, no, we need to, we need to refine our purpose and, or, or we need to actually get a purpose. But this process never ends, right? I mean, if this is a mission or this is a crusade, and as you said, there are actions to be taken, 
This is not a one-time thing, right? You don't just say, okay, hey, we're going to, we have, we now have an official purpose. It, it, we're going to update the mission and purpose page on the website. We're going to print t-shirts. We're going to put the purpose on there. We're going to get balloons with the purpose on there. We're going to get a new motivational poster and hang it behind the receptionist's desk in the front office. And I'm going to send out a memo and then boom, done. Now go back to work. That's not how this works, right? I mean, this has to be, this has to be a continual process. And I think this is what you mean when you're talking about purposeful behavior as a management style. I mean, I, I think there's, I think I'm on the right track there, but this has to be ingrained and this has to be deeply wed into your day-to-day activities and that process never ends. Yeah, absolutely. And it's these practices that an organization has to take on to make it real within the organization. And all of these practices is what I call this new style of management purposeful behavior. So, you know, that's, that's what the foundation is all about is to, is to provide access organizations to, to learn about these different practices, to take them on, and also to promote research and development in these areas as well. Well, Paul, I'm grateful for you bringing up the foundation. So, again, it's the Foundation for Purposeful Organizations. Uh, you touched on it there, but uh, what other important work is that foundation doing, and, and how, how can people get involved in that? Well, it's, there are three areas, and I touched a little bit about for organizations to be trained and, and, and develop expertise in in this style of management, and then about the research part where we're promoting research and supporting research at, at different uh, business schools to develop out the, these uh, particular practices, especially for larger organizations, because my area of expertise is more in the middle market. But the third area is what we call acknowledgement. So organizations that actually master this style of management can then promote their their businesses on our website to attract talent because there are a lot of people out there that want to work for companies that are making a difference in the world. So this is an opportunity for companies that are making a difference in the world to meet up with talent that are individuals that are interested in working for companies that are making a difference in the world. So that's one of the things that the foundation will be doing is helping support that kind of marketplace and so that organizations that are that are committed to making a difference get the talent they need well you know and that's and I'm, thank you for sharing the work of the foundation and, and that, that sounds fantastic I mean, there's a lot of a lot of organizations out there befuddled by the millennial employee and 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 they have this unfair label as being job hoppers but what they're really doing paul is they're seeking an organization that's operating out of this purpose right i mean that's what they really want i mean that that generation of employees is looking for that they are willing to bleed on the sword for for an organization that they believe in and has a true purpose right absolutely it's not enough it's, it's not enough to, to to work and just earn a living they want to make a difference and they have to see how their work actually translates into making a difference. And, you know, companies that just, they just say they have a purpose and then the work that, that, that they're doing does not seem aligned with that, it just doesn't work anymore. So but, you have to be real about it. But it's not just for the millennial. This isn't just about the millennial employee. I mean, old farts like me, I mean, even this, this can be game-changing in terms of how even older generations of, of workers out there become can become motivated by work again. And, and, and frankly, then it's no longer work. It is a mission. It is a crusade. And, and if you wake up in the morning and, and you're going to fight on a crusade, it's a whole different animal than, than just saying, oh, I got to go punch the clock. Absolutely. You know, there have been studies out there that show like only 30% of, of Americans 
you know, are, are really engaged in their work. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's an unbelievable statistic. And yet, when they do studies, other studies show that companies that have high-engaged employees perform 150% better in terms of, you know, the studies that have been done. That, that, so it's, 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 it's critical that organizations deal with this issue. And, and it turns out that, the, you know, employee engagement, the traits that, that show up as a result of that, are things like uh, being enthusiastic, being empowered, inspired, confident. Those traits are what you get when, you, when organizations take on such a purpose. Well, if you're listening and you ought to be thinking about what would happen to my organization, to my large enterprise, to my small business, if my team was working 150% better, it would probably change your world. So very exciting. Paul, we have so much more we could dive into on this critically important subject. Unfortunately, we're running low on time today. Before I let you go, how can people contact you should they have questions? Where can they learn about the work you're doing? Where can they learn more about the foundation? And most importantly, where can they get their hands on a copy of Thriving in a Stakeholder World? Obviously, it's, it, it, it is available on Amazon. And they can go to my website, which is strategydevelopmentgroup.com. And they can, they can click on that and get through to Amazon to get the book. And the foundation is ffpo.org. And they can find out more about the foundation by looking at their website. Paul Radoff, the author of a new book, Thriving in a Stakeholder World Purpose as the New Competitive Advantage. Paul, a real pleasure to have you. I'm so grateful that you stopped by. Thanks for your time. Thank you. All right. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of my guest, Paul Radoff, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Radio. Thank you for listening to Intrepid Media. We appreciate your attention. To receive everything we do, simply go to IntrepidMailingList.com. That's IntrepidMailingList.com and sign up. You can also find us at Intrepid.media and on iTunes. And to support the important work we do on your behalf, a rating and review on iTunes will help spread our work far and wide. Again, we certainly appreciate your support. Now get out there, be intrepid, and we'll see you next time.